are listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from the sunny forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am currently wondering if this is actually a heat wave. I am one of your hosts, and my <laughs> name is Tim Kilkenny. And from Cascade Locks, Oregon, where we are waiting in anticipation of world-ending heat, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Bro, is it a heat wave, or is this global warming? <laughs> I can't tell. I, I looked out my window earlier today, and I was like, you know what? Fossil fuels. <laughs> fossil fuels gotta, gotta be, doing be this. cows it's the cows. cows yeah gotta get rid of all the cows oh we're starting off starting off hot coming in hot <laughs> get rid of the cows or at least make people not want the cows yeah so uh, i guess we'll we start it we... off the biggest clip that andrew brought we'll play it right away um and this thing made the rounds my friend there there was you oh, not... did you were the first person to get it to me, but it, it, it certainly made the rounds after that. So, Yeah, Tucker played it last night. So No kidding. Yeah. Wow, it really made the rounds. Tucker played it. But, uh, yes, this was, it was everywhere very quickly, and I think for good reason. But. So, uh, before we start the clip, uh, I guess we'll, I'll set it up a bit. Scientist-y looking guy, real thin man. Looks have some sort of Asian descent, probably American though, suit that doesn't fit, sitting and on a Chinese, panel. It's a Chinese American. Si- so. Sitting on a panel. Um, what is the panel? 2016 World Science Festival. Bioethicist Matthew Lau discussed how it could even how he could even help reduce humanity's footprint on the planet. Okay, this is from 2016. That's interesting. So I'll give two examples. So one is that uh, people eat too much meat, right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption of meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. Uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people, they may be willing to, but they sort of, they have a weakness of will. They say, wow, this, this steak is just too juicy. I can't do it. I, I'm one of those, by the way. So, you know, but so here's the thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about, so there, we have these intolerance to, uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance. I'm, uh, and there, some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu- human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. And there's actually analogs of this in life. There's this thing called the long star tick, where if it bites you, you will become allergic to meat. Uh, I can sort of describe the mechanism. So that's something that we can do through human engineering. We can kind of uh, possibly address really big world problems through human engineering. Another. I'm going to hit the second one, too. Okay. Problems through human engineering. Another example is and uh, you go uh, first. Yeah. <laughs> and another example is sort of and here I'll go first. Right. Uh, you'll see that uh, I'm the smallest person here. Right. And uh, well, um, yeah, yeah, Amy's the smallest person. So it turns out that the larger you are, 
think of the lifetime sort of greenhouse gas emissions that are required to sort of the energy that's required to transport larger people rather than smaller people, right? Um, but if we're smaller, just by 15 centimeters, right? It, that's a mass, uh, you know, I did the math and it's about mass reduction of 25%, which is huge. And 100 years ago, we we're all on the average smaller, about 50, exactly about 15 centimeters smaller. Right. So think of just the, you know, like lifetime greenhouse gas emissions if we had smaller children. Right. And so that's something that we could do through some well, sort so of human. Could we like setting? Uh, well, there you go. That uh, I wanted to tell you, first off, that the first clip scared me quite a bit, considering what we've been talking about with the magnet mm -hmm. meat. But the second clip, I felt personally attacked. <laughs> You're too As somebody tall. who's six foot one. My wife is 5'10". My children are going to be giants. Yeah. I feel personally attacked. We're going to uh, we're going to burn up too much carbon. Yeah, that that was interesting. You know, it harkens back to the Middle Ages where you had the little people that were literally smaller than the the rulers uh, because of malnutrition and what have you. Uh, it also made me think about my time spent in Korea and how Koreans who grow up in Korea generally pretty small you know on on average Koreans who grow up in the US like adopted as babies or what have you not small at all right so now the the the, the urban legend has always been that we have too much, too many hormones in our meat, too much right. hormones in our meat, too much hormones in our milk, and that's why Americans are bigger. I'll, I'll piggyback real quick before you move forward on mm -hmm. this. Uh, one thing that's uh, funny that most people out there will never be able to experience is uh, being on board of a Navy ship and landing said ship and then going out into the town in J Japanese or uh, Chinese or any kind of Asian cultures. Because as you walk down the street... You can easily spot your friends because yes. they are six to eight inches taller than everyone else. So even yeah, on a crowded absolutely. street, you can look ahead and say, oh, there's my buddy way down there. How do you know? Well, I, you know, I can see him. You know, I can see over everybody right here. I'm I'm a good six inches taller than most of these people. So, um, yeah, that. So, yes, that is a very, very real thing. But we've always been told, hey, Monsanto, GMOs, that's what makes us so much so much bigger. Too many hormones. Well, yeah, the hormones are, are one thing, but I think the the GMO and the estrogen mimicking hormones and the, that might be making things go the other way. But anyway, yeah, I that that's kind of a, a, a side issue. I really found the Lone Star Tick interesting. You have a family member who has that. Uh, the who is allergic to mammalian meat because of yes. the Lone Star Tick. That's right. The alpha-gal syndrome. And I, I was curious, you know, based on researching Lyme disease, is this alpha-gal syndrome, is this Lone Star Tick thing, has this been around, you know, hundreds of years? Hmm, no. First case in 2002. No kidding. So the... You know the the crazy idea that everything's a bioweapon. Um, I'm I'm not saying for sure it's a bioweapon, but I'm definitely not prepared to rule out that possibility either. Sure. Especially sure. when you have people 
a bioethicist talking about how, well, wouldn't it be nice if we could just make everyone allergic to meat and then they wouldn't want to eat meat? Yeah. 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 It, that is, uh, that's a scary clip, man. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it, it just shows the focus has been so distorted, you know? The, the Rockefeller money that kind of infiltrated the medical system as big oil took over the world in the early 1900s and then kind of created the allopathic medic, medical system. Um, and then all the funding that kind of comes with that, all the different grants and foundations and, and, and things that came along, the money corrupted the, the research. And so now this is what we got our bioethicists to kind of figure out. We're not trying to like clean, you know, make clean water for, you know, the thousands of millions of kids around the world that don't have it. No, no, no. We're trying to engineer uh, Americans so that they don't eat as much meat. That just doesn't, yeah, the, it just, the, it seems so misguided on, on the, on this fallacy of global warming and uh, climate change. Well, if, if you look at the so-called bioethicists, like try to find a good one, <laughs> you know, sure. I mean, if you look at, uh, Peter Singer is probably the most famous and he's big on pushing that the, you know, the lowest insect is of the same value as any human being. Therefore, you know, animals should have rights. And of course the government would then decide, you know, decide cases between people and animals. And it's kind of the basis for the endangered species stuff. And, and just all, all sorts of, uh, you know, one world government, government overreach, uh, all in the name of environmentalism and, and protecting the animals and, and what have you. I got to tell you, as soon as I heard the let's make people allergic to meat thing and then kind of putting it, putting different stuff in the products, you've been talking about magnetic meat. I'm sure you're gonna, we're going to get into that a little bit. But mm-hmm. as soon as I heard this guy talking about it this time around, it immediately, I immediately flashed back to the original quote-unquote original jack nicholson um batman in the 90s i think maybe it was like 88 89 90 um do you remember that movie no i don't okay well in that movie joker uh basically poisons the population but uh he does it in a very interesting way i'm gonna play a clip okay four three two one. Cue music. Cue Becky. Good evening. The fashion world was stunned today by the sudden deaths of models Candy Walker and Amanda Keeler. Cause of death has been attributed to a violent allergic reaction, although authorities have not ruled out the possibility of drug use. Peter. And plans continue for the city's 200th birthday, as Mayor Borg announced today the unveiling. This just in. Three mysterious deaths at a beauty parlor in... (laughs) At a beauty parlor in Gotham were discovered today. Barry, what the hell's going on? Becky, this is hardly the... Becky! Kill a camera. This is Renee on the news floor. Dane, I need some paramedics up here now. All right. New and improved Joker product! 
with a new secret ingredient. Smiley. What is it? Now, let's go over to our blind taste test. Love that joker. Where's it coming from? I don't know. Uh-oh. He don't look happy. He's been using Brand X. But with new Joker brand, I get a grin again and again. That luscious tan, those ruby lips and hair color, so natural, only your undertaker knows for sure. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Where? Can I get these fine new items? Well, that's the gang. Chances are, you bought them already. <laughs> Love that joker. So remember, put on a happy face. <laughs> and it comes down to my Batman actually figures out that the, oh, there's a little bit of poison in this product and a little bit of poison in this product. And so if you use the one product, you're fine. But mm-hmm. if you use this that product with this product in another, then the confluence of them actually will kill you. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> so, it, anyway, it just made me think that that was uh, a little bit too convenient. Well, and going maybe, back... Maybe to, predictive programming is the word. Going back to my, my past as a uh, paid human guinea pig in a lab, I can oh, tell you right. that... I forgot you did that. Yeah, 10 days in the lab. I can tell you that, I mean, they almost disallowed me from participating because I had taken a multivitamin recently. Like, that's the level. So they test one thing against nothing. They control, you know, how much food you eat, every, everything, like down to the to the hundred calories like you have to eat exactly the food they give you so it, it and they you take it you take the medication to the second that it's prescribed um now is that the way people consume medications in the real world i don't think so no you know and and the same thing so okay this thing if if someone is totally healthy and they're not taking any other medication. They're not exposed to any other, you know, negative chemicals in the outside world, what have you. They probably are fine. But when you combine, you know, this vaccine plus that magnetic meat plus what have you, you know, the, like the Joker said, chances are you bought them already. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's true. I think we have large amounts of glyphosate. We have large amounts mm-hmm. of just different toxins that are in our in our food that are not in food around the world. I had a buddy uh, that uh, went to Russia on uh, assignment for work, works in a, in a with a company that is work closely tied with Boeing, went over there to do some aircraft manufacturing. And uh, one of his reviews when he came back, and not necessarily, you know, uh, a guy who's you know super in touch with all the conspiracies or kind of looks at this stuff a lot, but just came back and was like, man, I slept so much better and the food tasted so much better and was like, he's like, it was just it just felt more healthy. Really? And That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, in Russia. So, you know, we don't maybe it's the the uh, boiling frog. We don't notice it as as we move along, mm-hmm. but uh, you know there is some effects. 
that are happening. So, um, and, and the the uh, mainstream media debunking of organic food, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before. A lot, yeah. Is is that? Oh, look, you know, there's not more vitamins in organic food. And again, no one's never, claiming never was that the there claim. is. <laughs> no one's claiming that they're, they're just claiming that there's not glyphosate in it. There's yep. not poison in it. You're, the idea is to eat real food, meaning non-poisoned food. So, as close to as it was intended by God as possible. Yeah. So, if you go to the very virology. Uh, page there's a, a few that i wanted to to talk about there so okay i just found this guy today um adam gertner mm-hmm. and he's got some interesting stuff some early treatment of covid stuff but he's he's saying uh with revelations about the spike causing various manners of protein aggregation, both virus and shot. I'm changing my stance on early treatment and prophylaxis. Early treatment entails significant risk of long-term neurodegenerative illness and or cancers. Prophylaxis is the only way. And he clarified saying that, you know, previously he was saying you don't really have to worry about getting COVID because you can just treat it. So you don't necessarily have to worry about preventing it. But they're saying that, you know, and, and this this has been talked about a couple places. They're starting to t- say, oh, you know, there is some some gray matter lost when uh, in even mild COVID cases long long term. You know, huh? I wonder if it can have anything to do with your your uh, your brain long term. So he's saying that the spike protein, the um, the prions, what have you, very dangerous, and we should basically be trying really hard not to get COVID-19 if we can avoid it. Um, and he recommends the same stuff we've talked about, ivermectin, um, zinc, zinc, um, bromexine, povidone, iodine, ambroxyl, and then I also saw he, he had um, artemisinin on one of the other posts, too. So so all the, the stuff we talked about, you know, it's... <laughs> if you could... And you can get a hold of ivermectin. You have to go through America's Frontline Doctors, and, you know, I don't recommend that people lie about symptoms or what have you you don't have to you're just on the lower priority list if you don't have it and it you know probably is a good idea um he is doing research on the magnetism deal right so he said uh scientists in luxembourg decided to test the vaccine magnetism reports zero out of 30 Non-vaccinated people were magnetized. 29 of 30 were magnetized. The one that wasn't had received the shot at a private clinic. The other 29 had received it at government clinics. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and then he, he's he got an experiment. So if you are a, post, a post-vaccine magnetic person, this is an experiment, or you know someone who is. I uh, said... 
place a 4G or 5G cell phone in an RF monitor six feet apart. Run an internet speed test or other data-intensive action. Record the signal strength. Then place the magnetic person between them at chest height and repeat, record, and report. So see if the, the person, the magnetized person standing in between has any impact on the RF levels. And then he kind of explains that uh, this test is designed to measure the degree, if any, of RF attenuation from the magnetic person. Please record the connection type and time since the vaccine also. I'm not prepared to publicly share my theory yet. It's pretty out there. This may help to prove or disprove that theory. So I thought that was interesting. You know, there's since the very beginning of this, there has been a kind of 5G there are people that say it's all 5G or people, you know, there's no virus, it's only 5G. And I think that I've always said, you know, there is a virus, but I'm, I certainly think there could be a 5G element to this. And there and, could and, be something that is connected where it's not just one or the other or neither. It's, you know, one is designed to activate something else whether there's something in the vaccines something in the bioengineered virus and everything attached to that virus i don't know well and remember too the the conspiracy theories were going off the charts back when twitter was still kind of the wild west right before or right after the lockdowns happened there mm-hmm. were many many people on on uh, social media especially on twitter going to their local schools, which were completely closed down, and recording that people were putting up 5G towers at the local schools, putting up 5G towers in neighborhoods. So mm-hmm. I do think that they are closely tied together. Um, and and I, I'm not necessarily that I have any proof of that, but I think there might like be a correlation, especially when you start to consider magnetism in people that have had the vaccine. I know this all sounds crazy, but as Andrew's been saying for weeks, it's either true or the greatest hoax of all time because – there are a lot of independent people who are out there trying this and, and having uh, the same result. I'll see if I can pull up that clip that you sent. Uh, well, and and really. the first the first nursing home that had multiple people die up in Washington very was part of a there was a promotional video about 5G and how wonderful it was from a Bill Gates company, of course. Right. Uh, that and that company was like same neighborhood. Yep. No, that's true. Uh, but you know, some of that's hard to, you know, I mean, it is Kirkland. It is the, you know, just down the street from Microsoft. Right. I mean, it is kind of the tech. We are it's, the second tech hub other than San Francisco. In the it's, United it's States. also difficult because whether intentional or not, I would guess intentional, they are, they're confusing what 5G is. Right, a hundred percent. They're marketing and saying like, yes. "We're five G. Get your five G. Like, so, get this phone, five G phone." It's like, well, it's, it's not five G. It's not five G. Yep. yep. And and the the way you can tell. So, go ahead. Is are they putting up? Uh, it's called small cell or micro cell sites in your neighborhood. Like, are they putting stuff up in your neighborhood? If they are. That's the real 5G that you've got to be worried about. If you're just looking at a a map, you know, I can look up here and it shows, oh, yeah, you've got 5G in Cascade Locks. And in reality, 
it's a souped up 4G tower. Absolutely it is. And so I'm going to come out and say something that's going to shock you. Okay. All right. All right. I have a 5G phone. <laughs> Shocking. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think we've talked about this for a long time. So I just, there was a certain point where I was going to go purchase a new phone and I thought, I can't get this 5G phone because it's going to, you know, hack my brain waves or, you know, do Mm -hmm. something crazy. And after a ton and ton of research, I developed the theory that I didn't think that was true. I didn't think that was going to happen. It's not going to hack my brain waves. It it seems like, especially at the beginning with the 5GE from AT&T, which was 100% 4G. Yeah, it just didn't have, you know, it was just like a, a, a souped up 4G. I did the research. I came to the conclusion this phone is not going to affect my my I'm not going to, you know, get brain cancer or secretly, you know, become a zombie bot, at least not anytime soon, maybe in the future. Um, I do do I do stuff like I shut it off every night. I, t- you know, I put it in airplane mode. I shut it off. I make sure it's away from me. I do do stuff to make sure that it's away from me and, and things like that. Uh, but I don't think that it's actual 5G in my neighborhood. The download speeds are marginally better than they were before. I don't think, and I think that was kind of the thing. And then people saw that that wasn't it. Uh, the 5G phones and the new iPhone and the new, you know, Galaxy Note and all the stuff that came out that was 5G is like, oh no, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. I mean, I've talked to people at my work who have 5G shut off on their phone because they're scared of it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning real far away from that. I think that might be a little bit of panic for no particular reason, but it intrigues me very much so that there are possibly magnet, magnet, magneto proteins, magnet charge things in the vaccine because i think that that could be like you're saying kind of tied together right some sort of an effect on people and and a lot of what we talk about is stuff that the given reason doesn't make sense yeah that's true okay and and pretty much all we talk about yes 5g is a hundred percent that way like if they if they were so concerned about fast internet, the government would be spending millions and billions of dollars and making sure that every home in the country had access to a direct fiber optic cable for fiber internet. That's uh, what, yeah, what yeah. once that's in place, you can you can up uh, internet speeds over fiber optic cables to infinity. Like there's no limit to it. Right. It's, There's just, it's amazing. As, yeah. as I'm going to say right now, as somebody who has recently moved away from the horrible behemoth of Comcast yeah. to the local competitor, which is a fiber optic line. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that nobody talked about, I'm just going to hype up fiber optics for some reason. This broadcast brought to you by, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> um, one of the things that I didn't foresee coming, especially with Comcast, the horrible, terrible company that they are, is that when everybody started doing video calls from home in their neighborhood, it drug the speed way down because everyone in the neighborhood was using the same stuff. And so it was affected by mm-hmm. the people around us. Right, network guy? Yes. Coax cable is coming out of a shared a shared pot of bandwidth, basically. Exactly. Meanwhile, now I have fiber optic directly to my house. And my upload speeds are, like, hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, podcast yeah. goes up. Like, does Tim get it edited and, and out in time enough is a different story. <laughs> but does it upload? Oh, yeah. It uploads. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gone. So so it's not about fast internet. So what is it about? And we've talked about, you know, 
it's about self-driving it's about self-driving cars it's about tracking and tracing it's about anything elon musk is touching oh well and elon musk is touching brain chips he's but don't forget brain chips you know you can skip that one just go straight to his what's this internet he's gonna do he's got these dishes going into people's house do you remember the name of this they're like doing internet Starlink. starlink starlink yeah yeah starlink internet and Starlink Internet is the new satellite option from Elon Musk again. Which, by the way, is blowing up in the heat of summer. People are having issues with their... You know, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are having issues with the satellite blowing up at their house. So, And, I, yeah, and by it's blowing a, up, I mean, like, not exploding with fire, but, like, melting. <laughs> and this, again, if it were... If it were about fast Internet, then... You know, the Starlink thing makes sense. You could stick those things out in the middle of nowhere and have a hundred by about twelve meg internet, which compared to what's available on the traditional on you know HughesNet and Viasat satellites, way better. Right. And it it gets rid of a lot of the latency and, and other issues too. So the the five G thing and, you know, maybe the Starlink is for the areas that they realistically know they're never going to get 5G in. I mean, are you really going to put small cell towers, like, in front of every house out in the middle of nowhere? Well, isn't Probably that the not. deal is that 5G towers, if it's true 5G, have to be, like, every, like, it's almost like line of sight. You have to be able to see it yeah. for it to really work. Because those, those waves don't go through stuff very well, which is good and bad right and that's that is where your 5g phone can cause a a problem because it strengthens the the reception of the 5g signal so if you have real 5g around and you're using an actual 5g device you are absorbing more of whatever it is so um and but there's i mean there's been people concerned about rf stuff for a long time and i think yep. for good reason you know i i take phone calls from people and they're like hey can you <laughs> can you send a technician out to rewire my house because he you know my router is right underneath my desk and i don't think it's good for me to be sitting right next to it all day and it's like oh it's probably not and that's you know if you can wire stuff in rather than having it be wi-fi then that's what you should do but anyway so you know, there's something going on. I don't have it all figured out, but there's with with the 5G, with the magnetic uh, people, with the magnetic produce or you know livestock. There's there's an agenda at foot, and I think if you look at the people pushing the agenda, what do they want? They want lower population, not not good for us, uh, and they. Global warming's the excuse. They want everyone to stop eating meat and start eating soy products. So, you know, they they're clearly not dumb enough to think people are going to do that of their own free will. So th- there is an agenda going on to push people in that direction. Instead of crypto, we should probably all be finding a local a <laughs> local rancher and buying some uh, some futures in grass-fed, non-vaccinated beef. 
Man, you ain't never lied. That's the truth, though. That is that yeah. is kind of. Remember Bill Gates and then in company they put all the seeds in a seed vault up in uh, where was it Norway? All frozen in a seed vault. Yep, the underground seed vault. Just to make sure, in case anything goes wrong. I was gonna play. I, I was gonna play a call from uh, from the Owen Schroyer show that you sent it oh. over to my way. Oh, please do. This is uh, he was filling in for Alex Jones, I think yesterday. But let's go back to the phone lines now. We're asking you in the audience: Have you been vaccinated, and or are you now magnetized? So let's go to. Kyle, who's called in from New York. Kyle, have you been vaccinated? Or are you magnetized? Owen, I have been watching you guys since the day after the election night, and absolutely not. I have woken up my family and friends, and I want to tell you the feedback that I have been seeing and also getting. So if you could give me about one minute, maybe less. Go for it. I, I have two different jobs. I coach baseball lessons and I have clients who got the vaccine. Uh, The first time I heard about the penny was through you. I didn't bring it up to any of them because there's a lot of liberals there and I don't need an argument at work. But some kid says that I work with, hey, the other day, look what happened. And he sticks a penny to his arm right there. So I take a picture of that. Behind our front desk, the person also took the shot. They're freaking out. I, I calmed him down. I said, let's just try it, whatever. You know, like, you got to walk these people off the ledge a little bit. They stick it to their arm. They call their parents. Their parents stick it to their arm. You could only do tails out for Moderna. So now I have clients also they're younger, younger than 18. They tell me, yeah, I took the shot. They took Pfizer. The penny sticks to that. I'm also in the wedding industry. This Sunday, I'm speaking to the photographer, and he asked me, did I get the shot? And I say, no. And I said, did you? He says, yes. I said, I bet you whatever's in your wallet, I could stick a penny to your arm. He has no idea what I'm talking about. He does it. His his face just goes white. And I said, relax. I'm not going to take your money. But I said, you know, you walk him off the ledge. That penny shot, Owen, I got to tell you some of the feedback really quick. Just 10 more seconds. I have... Uh, I'm going to read you this. It's really short. These are two separate users on my Instagram. I post a ton of what you guys talk about. This one user says, I know two people COVID shot and then died. Also, hold on, hold on, hold on. You broke up there for a second. Repeat what you just said. Yeah. So one user says, I know two people who got the COVID shot and then died. And also my friend got the shot and went to the hospital with heart issues. I'll never get this. I have two more people, Owen. Uh, just bear with me. This other person goes, holy crap, my coworker is completely deaf now after taking the shot. Also, the idiot got the shot, and this is scary, when she was pregnant, her first baby is now suffering from heart problems. I have one more friend who I just want to shout out real quick. Owen, his name's Tyler. Uh, he has given me feedback. He said that a, uh, uh, a friend of his mother's from church, her 16-year-old grandson has taken the shot is in a coma now. Uh, and then also the mother has a coworker whose friend has also uh, unfortunately passed away after taking the shot. None of this is good. I- I'm, I'm convinced that this utopia thing 
with this baby, uh, the first pregnancy and heart problems, one that I read to you. I mean, I'm convinced that this utopia thing is just a softball pitch. Here it comes, and they teed us, uh, teed us up on it. I'm seeing it everywhere, and I'm just reposting and re- reaffirming what you guys have been posting. Since I started watching you, I heard Alex on Rogan's podcast, you know, saying what would happen on the election. I tuned in, and it was like, let's see what this guy says moving forward. 79 days of hell happened. Everything is happening the way that you guys are saying it, and you're doing your research. The media is disgusting. So are these liberal politicians, and I'm praying for you guys. My family is awake because of you. We, we get your products. Fizzy Magnesium, Endgame, I got the $100 one with, you know, the, the memo. Thank you guys for, for just sticking through all this crap that they're throwing at you. You guys, uh, you guys deserve a lot better than what they give you, man. I, I just want to say thank you, and, you know, God bless to everybody that's through this BS. So that was an epic call there. That, that was an epic phone call. Very interesting. And it, it, you know, it doesn't sound like the guy's BSing. I mean, at the end, he does pitch the product, makes me, you know, throws my my meter up a little bit. But it does sound like just a regular guy from New York somewhere who's, you know, just trying it out in his friends and family, and then, yeah, you know, kind of, kind of well, freaking out with with, with the discovery. Uh, one thing I wanted to check on is, be, you know, uh, I wanted to see. He keeps he kept saying penny, and it wasn't by a, a, a chance that he said penny. I think that he was legitimately using a penny. He even talked about uh, tail side in is only a side that works, but a penny works. So I just went to uh, a website I go to pretty much daily. It's called APMX. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's about <laughs> it's about money and like silver and and uh, just like actual uh, metals. Mm-hmm. Penny comp- composition by year. Starting in 1982, guess what the primary ingredient in a penny is? It's copper plated, but it is made of plastic, zinc. Oh, zinc. Okay. Isn't that weird? <laughs> zinc definitely yeah. has sort of a role in this, doesn't it? Yeah. And and also before we move on, I am not a, a professor. As a, you know, I am not giving medical advice. As I know you hate when people say that, but I I do want to say this like. Uh, I'm I'm in car sales. I sell automobiles, luxury automobiles. I have been for the last five years, but we shut down our dealership for six weeks. Six weeks in 2020. Um, after that, I was back to work, and I've been wearing a mask most of the time by mandate through the uh, employer. Uh, but I want to let everyone know I meet anywhere between beside aside from the 50 people I work with on a daily basis. I meet between one in 10 to 12 people per day, sit down, have long discussions with them about finances and, and this and that, and have in through this entire ordeal, I have taken 10,000 IUs of vitamin D, a uh, regular, like a thousand milligram, I think of uh, vitamin C uh, and zinc caplets. And then early on, I was a little bit more nervous. So I was doing the quercetin as well. Mm Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. been sick. No, I didn't get a cold this year. Nothing. I haven't done it, nothing. So I'm spending, what is it? It's it's probably 100 bucks, maybe 200 bucks a month probably in just supplements, just making sure that I have enough to take and that my family has enough to take. But other than my son getting sick once very recently, no one in my family has been sick. I ha- I meet new people every day and I haven't been sick. 
So this whole idea that we all need to lock up in our house and not go out is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's because I'm out there, I'm doing it and it's normal and people are out and they're doing stuff. And like I said earlier, I felt like it was almost like a like a responsibility of mine to talk to people because to be very nice and kind to people when I speak to them because there for a while I was the only person these people were talking to outside of their home. They'd leave, go buy a car, and then run home again. So <laughs> you know, it's it's hey, you laugh, man, but that's really what what we were looking no, at. No, no, we were I've... talking to a lot of people who had never left. Man, they were sitting at home. No, that and, I, and they, they, they you know they, they didn't know how to function without the mask and and I, people I don't know is, how to make eye contact and smile anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true, this man. Is, and this is still it's not universal fortunately and I'm I'm seeing you know like people are coming back. I think people are bouncing back. I'm seeing fever masks in the woods and good. And good. You know what have you in in town, but uh, the smile and say hello as you pass someone, not just no longer universal, which it was universal. You know, everyone, this is what you do. You're an Oregonian. You smile and you say hello as you walk past someone. Uh, it's still there's a lot of people that like look at you weird because you say hello. Yeah, no, it's it's true. <laughs> I've experienced a lot of weird stuff, man. One of them is uh, the the my my daughter, right? My daughter's eleven months old. Uh, I have been in a couple situations fairly recently uh, with a situation. I don't necessarily want to get into it too much out of privacy and stuff, but uh, I had to wear a mask. Guess what? My daughter, not a fan of me wearing a mask at all. Kind of like looks at me like, "What is happening?" And then starts crying. Yeah. And like, and then I pull it away, and then she's fine. And I put it back on and she starts crying. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like dad, daddy wearing a mask. Daddy can't just be a bald head. He has to have a red beard because that's how I know it's my daddy. You know, whatever. <laughs> but that's just my daughter. And she's blessed because she's experienced a fairly normal life for her age up until now. But she hasn't been that. One thing that hasn't been normal is that family, friends and family haven't been able to hold her because they've been too scared to hold her. Because what if they got COVID and gave it to her or vice versa? Oh, my gosh, that would be the end of it. So nobody holds my, my daughter. Mm. But what we're starting to see is kids are coming out of this and there's no telling how this is going to be. It's not going to be good, though, when no. you have toddlers who are learning to communicate through with adults with only masks on. That's not good. No, I'm a fully formed adult. I'm, 40, I'm, yeah, I'm fully formed adult. I'm 40 years old. I, I learned to negotiate with just my eyes <laughs> and read mm. people with just their eyes. I made it through. But I have a, a firm grasp on what reality is and what I'm trying to overcome in order to accomplish what I'm trying to do. Toddlers don't have that, man. Toddlers no. are just brand new to the world. They have no idea what's going on around them. And to them, it's normal when people get together. Everybody covers up half their face. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's scary, man. That's scary. What's it going to what... do? How is it going to affect their communication skills? It's just... It's just it, that's the stuff that gets me really gets me going. And that's who we got to make this podcast. And, the, and this podcast is for you and me to kind of vent and for other people to listen and stuff like that. But it's also to 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 draw a line in the sand to for some sort of normalization of life back so that kids aren't drug into this without any they've already been drug in so far. I it has to stop somewhere. Uh, I saw a picture of a a mother holding a one year old. In her arms, 
three-year-old, five-year-old sitting there, all about to get the shot in the vaccine trial. And it is, I, you know. Horrific. horrific. It is hor- horrific. And I'm thinking, you know, what can we do? Um, and I, I'm sure people have done this. I don't know why it didn't occur to me, you know, sooner. But they promote these vaccination drives, you know, come get your vaccine at X, you know, at this place on this day. Like, we got to be out there protesting. That's an interesting idea. That's an interesting idea. We got to be out there telling people like, you know, well, let's talk about how many, how many people have died from this vaccine so far. And this, let me, let me find. You find the number. I'm going to tell a story. You find the number. I'll tell a story. My wife uh, spends a lot of time in thrift stores and she was going into a thrift store recently and the policy was that she had to wear a mask. So she was, you know, standing there, but it's outside. You have to wait to get in and she's clearly not going to wear a mask while she's standing outside. And, uh, she's had standing behind a person who is uh, of the Muslim faith, a, a woman who is completely covered. I believe it's called the hijab where they have the whole thing. So just the slit for the eyes. And they made some small talk, my wife and her, uh, just you know, talking about my daughter and how cute she is. Um, she's 11 months old. Another couple, another mom and uh, son come up, and the son is smaller than my child. Now, as I said earlier, I'm raising giant children, so <laughs> could, could be the same age. But, but she thought at least three, four months younger than my daughter. So this person rolls up and they immediately put on a mask because they're standing outside waiting to go into the store and they take out this tiny mask and they go to put it on and my wife stands there horrified and kind of frozen, doesn't know what to do as they put this mask on this baby who is smaller than my daughter who's 11 months. Hmm. And as she's about to say something, (laughs) the Muslim woman turns around and goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, her. no! Don't, don't, don't! This is not good for the baby. No, do not. In uh, this person didn't speak English, um, and uh, went ahead and did it. So went ahead and put the masks on the baby for the baby to go in. So there's just it's just it, it's kind of heartbreaking just to see the pressure that's on everybody out there. And uh, I had somebody at my work. I share a little bit of information with you for privacy reasons. I don't want to share too much of his information uh, on this podcast, but uh, people are getting pressure, not from the government, but from their employers. And even when it's not their employers, their own families, their Mm -hmm. own families are drawing a line in the sand and saying, Hey, you got to get this or else. Or else you can't come to the wedding, or you can't. That's just so sad. Can't see us, or so sad. That's well, and the sad thing is, this is not something where you can be like, you know, I will, I'll put myself through this because I care more about the the people than you know. I care more about the relationship than uh, doing what I want to do. But you really can't with this. You got to say like, you know, let me know when you change your mind. I'll, yeah, I'll well, you can with the you can with the masks, much to my chagrin. I've learned that, so I yeah. can with the mask, but I can't with the vaccine. So, so let, let, let's talk about the true number of vaccine-related deaths. Uh, and Antonio Chavez, 
wrote this for the American Thinker. Uh, based on official data from Open Vares and the CDC, 5,993 Americans have died out of the 146,171,792 Americans who are fully vaccinated as of June 11th. This corresponds to a ratio of about four deaths out of 100,000 who are fully vaccinated. When VAERS death rates are compared with COVID-19 vaccination rates from December to June, an odd pattern emerges. Vaccine-related deaths decline just as vaccination rates reach their peak in April. This implies that the VAERS death rate started at 18 per 100,000, then dropped to around 3.1 per 100,000 on the 1st of June. If this remarkable trend really took place, why didn't it make headlines? Um, so then it, it shows the numbers that, that but, and there's a, a nice graph as well. People should probably look this up in the, the show links. It's easier visually. Um, comparing VAERS death rates per 100,000 vaccinated over time. The vaccine death rate was calculated by dividing VAERS death per month by the total vaccinated. Cumulative total vaccinated was provided by the CDC's COVID data tracker. Silicon Valley inventor entrepreneur Steve Kirsch claims inside sources told them that the true death count is 25,800 and that the CDC has been reclassifying most vaccine-related deaths. These are serious accusations and given the ubiquity of anonymous sources spreading fake news, it is unwise to relay this information unless it leads to citable evidence. Fortunately, Kirsch did not only cite an anonymous source, he also provided instructions for accessing these hidden deaths from the CDC at the 20, 20, 20 minute, 20 second time mark of this video. And it's with a link through. Following these instructions, I downloaded the CDC file and found that the unclassified death rate trend coincidentally follows the vaccination trend with remarkable consistency. Comparing the unclassified death rates by week with overall vaccination rates from December 2020 to June 2021, uh, if values prior to December are subtracted from values December to June, the number of excess unclassified deaths is 32,060. This is comparable to Steve Kirsch's difference of 25,800. My calculation may be higher because I downloaded the data a few days after Kirsch posted the video. All right. So if you, if you basically he's factoring in the unclassified deaths before and after, showing that, uh, you know, there's many more unclassified deaths showing up in the system. In other words, they're not listed. They're they're modifying it to say instead of death as a possible result of the vaccine, it's just unclassified, so it's not showing up when people are searching and and looking for the VAERS data. Um, anyway, so if you calculate the, you know, if if this is correct and it seems it makes sense to me, the actual number of vaccine deaths reported to VAERS is somewhere around 30,000. Wow. Okay. Now, separately from this, we know that there is pressure being put on medical personnel not to report. And you don't put in a VAERS report. Um, and then there's also 
pressure, just like, oh no, if, you know, if someone has a heart attack, uh, are they vaccinated is probably not even getting asked. You know, this is the reason it's showing up in, in kids is because it's such a, a more rare thing. If you're 60 years old and have a heart attack, they're, the ER is not going to think twice about it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it happens every day and wow, a lot more people are having strokes, but let's not, let's not talk about that. Even someone, even someone like me, who's perfectly healthy. If I have a heart attack, well, you know, he used a lot of drugs when he was younger, you know, <laughs> he, well, you know, had a stressful job or he drank too much coffee. So previously we've looked at, what is the actual undercount of VARES? Because we know it's an undercount. And there are different opinions. Sometimes some people say it's only about 10% of the actual. Some people say it's more like 1% of the actual. So you're looking at a range of uh, 300,000 to 3 million. That's where the actual, you know, I mean, as as crazy as it as that sounds, um, the one caveat to that is I think I think doctors are more likely to still have some humanity and to go ahead and report the the incident to VARES if it is a death as opposed to if it's like just a a minor deal, right? Um, so hopefully it's, it's closer to the the lower number, but, you know, and this may, in a country of 300 million people, you know, we're talking about virtually everyone knowing someone who's impacted by this. Um, those numbers are, are a little more, you know, a little more realistic than the 5,000 number. And they, they won't even admit the 5,000 number. They, there are still mainstream sources saying zero. Yeah, yeah, and that's and I think that's a you know, there are there are there are people out there who think it's still zero, safe and effective. It's zero. They don't even know to look at VARES. Something that Chris White said a few episodes ago when he was on the show that kind of stuck with me is you're assuming that everyone knows what you know and thinks like mm-hmm. you think. And and what I have learned in this last couple of weeks especially is that. That is is very, very true. Not everyone knows what I know or, or thinks the way I think. And I'm not saying that I'm somehow special, but I guess you and I are uniquely positioned having kind of checked out of modern mainstream uh, media uh, several, you know, 10 plus yeah. years ago. Um, the, the, really, the, gov- the government lying to us and, and doing bad things is not uh, not a concept we have a hard time with. <laughs> pretty much the whole reason we started the show. I mean, remember yeah. this is pretty much an anti-war podcast. We're like, uh, all right, Obama's going to invade yet another country. We got to say something. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> no, nobody else seems to want to say that. Hey, war is bad, even if a Democrat's going to lead us into it. Maybe we'll do it. So, hence yeah. the start of the show here. I mean, and this, you know, nine eleven was one of the main things that we've talked about, and this is orders of magnitude larger than nine eleven. So just real quick, I want to do this before we get any further, just so we can make sure to, to fit it in here. Uh, this is Revelations Radio News, episode 234. We are a listener-supported podcast. We have no advertisers. How do they make money? Well, first off, we don't. 
Second off, people do send us a little bit of money, uh, mainly to get Andrew Hoffman's book, The New World Order and Eugenics Wars. I encourage people to uh, to, to donate. Any donation over $25 will get you a free copy of that. Uh, this week for Revelations Radio News episode 234, we have, looks like, four producers. Sean from Pensacola, Florida, thank you for your donation. Kenny from New Zealand, thank you for your donation. Uh, Hugh from Canada, who actually got your book and was like, Excited to get it, but wasn't expecting it, being as it was below the uh, donation amount for international uh, donors to get a free copy of your book. So he came back uh, and and donated yet again. So that was nice. And then, of course, uh, Danny from Oregon came in again with another donation. So those are our four producers, Hugh, Danny, Kenny, and Sean of Revelations Radio News, episode 234. Thank you for your donation. If we have any people out there who know anything or know anybody who might be good at art, uh, be able to create some sort of show art. Uh, my my style is too clean and doesn't catch the eye enough. It might be too boring. Looking for like a little podcast thumbnail, something that would look good that you'd be proud of being in the podcast feed that you listen to and, uh, you know, send something over. It'd be awesome. That's kind of how this show works is people help us to produce it. Um, I also did want to thank everybody for uh, the thoughts and prayers. There have been a uh, few emails coming in from people who are just, you know, thankful for what we do and are praying for us. And I think those are uh, those are huge. Pray for uh, pray for Andrew and uh, his Lyme disease. Pray for uh, people around you to wake up. Pray for me to to uh, stay on the straight and narrow and not to uh, succumb to you know the the world and the the strangeness around me. Um, and I did also want to say I'm missing one thing in particular here. There was, oh, if you want to donate to the show, the easiest way to do that is just go to eugenicswars.com. Eugenicswars.com. <laughs> do I sound like Alex Jones? Is it Eugenics easier, Wars. Is it easier to spell than Dvorak? <laughs> it should be. Eugenicswars.com is also shorter than Revelations Radio News backslash.com backslash support. But eugenicswars.com will take you to the exact same page where you can donate. And I wanted to mention our friend Sean from Pensacola who donated, donated this week in Bitcoin. So we had a, Bitcoin. Uh, three three PayPal donations and one Bitcoin. Still none for the P.O. box. So that was it had a good run though. I enjoyed a lot of those letters. That was awesome. So any thoughts uh, on the producers there, Mr. Hoffman? No, thank you to to everyone there. And uh, you know, speaking of, we've we haven't talked about the crypto crash. Oh, but, and uh, it it was major too. It's, yeah, it's been a crash. And if you're ready to get back into it, I mean, we got to talk about John McAfee and cough cough committing suicide. Yeah, we got to get to that. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. It looks like we even have a clip here from uh, our good friend Luke Rudkowski of uh, We Are Change. Do you want to start with that? Yeah, play play that. He he posted a a clip from an interview back in 2015 that he did with um, McAfee. Uh, McAfee says a couple naughty words. Just heads up. If, if, if you have any regard at all for your own personal freedom and for the personal freedom of others, you owe it to yourself and to us to do everything that you can. Go onto your Twitter account and tweet, tweet, tweet about the madness of the government's taking all of our freedoms uh, and providing us a false sense of security. And when we point out that, wait, wait, you've taken our freedoms, but you've really given us no security, then they point the finger at the people who have who have shown us this and say, you're a bad man. You 
No, do something. Get on your Twitter account. Put something on your Facebook page. Support Chris Roberts. If he goes down, I go down, you go down. Everyone in the security business goes down. Is this what we want? I don't think so. And my last question is, obviously, there's a lot of dangers with all this technology coming uh, into play when it comes to cars, when it comes to airplanes. We have the Michael Hastings stories with his uh, car crash that happened as well. We have this airplane thing that is happening as well. Um, how do you see everything developing? Because with the advancement of technology, it's becoming a double-edged sword, a sword for the government and a sword for the people to fight back. How do you see everything uh, unfolding? How do you see everything playing out, especially in this situation? Oh, I think it's it's not quite so much a double-edged sword. I think that the edge is on the, the the sharp edge is on the side of the government. The government has the power. It is it has already created a pact with the the industry giants of Google and Facebook and Yahoo. Um, it has a history of of interference with these companies and obtaining information under false pretexts. Uh, the government has the power. We are fast losing ours, but we still have the power of our word. We still have the power to say something. We have the power to influence. If enough people get up in arms, I don't mean in arms in, in, in a, an army way, I mean get pissed off. Say, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And open the windows, scream it out in the streets, <laughs> carry a sign, do something. Because seriously, if Chris goes down, we all go down. A couple things about that clip. Uh, do you know who he was talking about? I don't, actually. Yeah, I guess we didn't do a very good job of uh, standing up for that guy. Um, you don't either? No, no clue. Yeah. Yeah. So, McAfee, a, a couple of interesting tweets before his uh, supposed suicide today. Um, a tweet that he sent out getting subtle messages from U.S. officials saying in effect we're coming for you McAfee we're going to kill yourself I got a tattoo today just in case if I suicide myself I didn't I was whacked check my right arm and he's got a a whacked tattoo yeah, having a tattoo that says "I," you know, whacked is is definitely uh, interesting. So I guess this, we should at least talk this about is, that, that this. This man- is from uh, from last fall. I am content in here. I have friends. The food is good. All is well. Know that if I hang myself, a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. And uh, then you know, supposedly he was so upset over the news of being extradited to the U.S. that he. He killed himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the official story, which you know, uh, whatever. I have no firsthand knowledge, but but my default is to suspect that he didn't kill himself. Absolutely, I think he. Let's talk about. He probably had some mental health issues. Yes, he probably loved cocaine. Yes, he probably has been in some compromising situation with young women. Yes, but. Wouldn't that put him in the prime seat to kind of see some of the uh, corruption at some of the higher levels to really have firsthand knowledge of it, to yep. need to run away to Ecuador and hide? And, yep. you know, the, the first thing I thought is, uh, well, there goes Dvorak's free lunch. So the, too bad. <laughs> the first thing I thought about was, uh, well, I guess we know what Bill Gates has been up to. Lately. <laughs> 
he was kind of a thorn in Bill Gates' side there for a little bit. Yeah, I guess Bill Gates is not uh, not totally quiet behind the scenes. He had a, a suicide to arrange there. But. Uh, that's just no no fun. That is no fun. I can't. I think it's, it's bad. That's a freedom lover. We lost one. Freedom lover down. Uh, whether or not he was a good moral character is of no real uh, consequence. It's more just, hey, we had a freedom lover who was willing to speak to the man and felt the need to run away to hide on a, in, a, in a different country. And now he finds himself uh, dead. Yeah, Suicide, which he promised that he would never do. It's interesting that with Silicon Valley... You're you're ending up with a quite a few premature deaths, and it's always the people who are kind of the rogue um, actors there, like the independent actors. So not the not the ones with the CIA uh, front companies funding their their companies and and. You know, magically all this money appears out of nowhere so they can buy everything up. Uh, it's the, the people that actually had the good ideas and actually could build stuff. It's not working out so well. I'm, was well, it, it was it the Reddit guy? Who was the... Yeah, I was about to tell you that. It's funny, it's funny you mentioned that because just recently uh, there was a meme posted in on Reddit Remembering, remembering Aaron Schwartz, the mm-hmm. one of the creators of Reddit, and it was blocked by Reddit, saying that it goes against the standards. Oh, my of, goodness. Yes. So it was like an in-memoriam of Aaron Schwartz posted on Reddit. And let me see here. Was he removed from... Just the post found it was removed and was found to be against... against uh, community guidelines just a remembering a remembrance of him i can't seem to find it right now reddit blasted as late aaron schwartz is omitted from the founders page and mm. then more recently somebody posted the uh, all censorship should be deplored uh which was something he said and then a, a a date of his you know the the dates of his life and death uh and then yeah that, that goes against the community standards so uh, somebody was posting on that on, I think, No Agenda Social, and I posited a question which I had thought many people may have put together, but I, I might be wrong on this. One of the first things I thought about when you remember the Epstein stuff started to come out sometime last year that Epstein was involved in uh, MIT? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Epstein's involved with MIT and he's found he's funding certain research and he's involved with certain, you know, computer nerds and and stuff. And he's, you know, somehow involved in what's going on in MIT at the time. And and he's visiting the MIT campuses and doing all kinds of stuff. And what kind of blew my mind to think about was. As Aaron Schwartz posted all of the MIT research that was supposedly under lock and key on a public forum so that people could get free access to it, and as Aaron Schwartz was basically hacking into MIT computer systems to kind of see what was there and then somewhat vocal about how you know information should be free, what are the odds he found something he shouldn't have? About Epstein's? Yes. Because Epstein's ties to MIT are strange, and there was like the guy who had to quit because he was making these comments oh, yeah. about young oh, women. He, 
And I think that there's some stuff hidden on those servers. And Aaron Schwartz is just the guy to hack the system and find it and then end up suicided. Hmm. I always thought yeah, that that was... was interesting as the MIT stuff came out over the last couple, last year or so. But yeah, we can. I mean, we can yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, let's take a look. Uh, looks like uh, your favorite uh, tra- train robber baron has resigned from the Gates Foundation. <laughs> Warren Buffett, huh? Warren yeah. Buffett has resigned from the board of the Gates Foundation, effective this morning. So, come on, thoughts Warren. Thoughts on this? Get that new ice cream cone out. Take some more harmless old man photos, and and maybe uh, how about funding some uh, power plants in Africa, or maybe uh, you know some some well digging. Yeah. Some, some clean water, maybe some water filtration. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just something besides vaccines. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. But he's done. So what does that mean? Is this is is he going down? Buffett smells crap, and they're they're going to take take uh take, oh, I don't, take I it don't, down. I don't know. Also, it's w- worth noting this morning the WHO released a statement saying that they don't think it's uh. A good idea for adolescents, people under eighteen, to get the vaccine due to increased yeah. risk of myocarditis. So, so is YouTube going to then uh, censor anyone who who tells kids to get the vaccine or advertising targeted at <laughs> kids getting the? Because it does contradict the who's a, who, the who's guidance, and that that's true. They said that was their standard. Yeah. Huh. I'll, I'll hold my breath waiting for that one. I'm sure you will. <laughs> no, they in their terms of service, they actually have mentioning ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and anything else is now a violation of their terms of service. <laughs> e- of course, e- even though there's now you know. Oxford's doing a study. Uh, we'll see if they pull the same shenanigans that, that the WHO did with hydroxychloroquine, where you know they'll pump people full of like ten times the dosage of ivermectin and only give it to them if they've been sick for fourteen days. Or I, I don't know. You know, I'm not expecting great things from that study, but to just claim anything on the topic is disinformation, or that the idea that ivermectin could be used against COVID-19 is, is just information that shouldn't be out there. Uh, very, very interesting that uh, Google, obviously the owner of YouTube, uh, how it came out that they were also funding the EcoHealth Alliance. Oh, that's cool, and, man. That's cool. And, you, fund, you fund them labs. And then when <laughs> it comes out, you, you, you hide them results. That's cool, yeah. man. And so because we, your question. We, we already knew from... Uh, Whitney Webb's reporting that they also were funding, they were involved in funding the development of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and stand to profit, not just involved, but like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like stand to, like, this is a business venture as, for them. As of uh, a week from now, the yeah. pandemic's over and then all the vaccine sales will be all all profit in as if they weren't profiting before, but whatever. Right. Not, but it won't be necessarily just emergency use. So is the FDA going to approve them? Seven days left. (laughs) 
Oh, the FDA is 100% going to approve them. Oh, God. at least Pfizer. So which which one is more likely to step in? SEC stopping short selling for uh, naked shorts or the FDA <laughs> the FDA for their uh, killing of uh, the people through the vaccine? Which so which one? So which, which uh, government regulatory agency that has works no all, power works only for the corporations that they're supposed to be regulating is going to do something against those. <laughs> Uh, corporations first. I'm gonna go with answer C on that one. <laughs> None of the above. None of the above. My portfolio crashes. The end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to mention. I said last buy, week. Buy a cat. Buy a cow, Tim. <laughs> I said last week that uh, I wanted Citadel to go bankrupt uh, after seeing Citadel's balance sheet as a market maker and an investment security. I think that they're not going to go bankrupt, even if they have to pay out big for this. It's like it was just, their balance sheet is like it's crazy. It's like forty-two trillion dollars or something. It's insane. It's an insane amount of money. That is an insane amount of money. Yeah, it's almost like a not real amount of money. <laughs> it's almost like it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look through here. Oh, did you see this one? PressTV.com. Yeah, that it. It uh, was shut down by the U.S. government. Oh, Today, thanks, press- government, for protecting us from press TV. So we had to talk about that because that was uh, basically uh, predicted by our good old Chris White. Yeah, yeah. Sh- shutting down at the, at the domain level. Yeah. All right, trouble at Stonehenge. What's what's this? Oh, it's just some interesting clips of the. Uh, there was a clip from like the 50s or 60s of the druids and it you know i don't know it i just thought it was interesting that uh i'll go back to my my old statement that there are no atheists there's Hmm. everybody's uh you're either worshiping the one true god or you're worshiping some other god but there's there's no actual uh, neutrals out there so and the the whole pagan druidic thing um tied in with freemasonry and all that stuff that we've talked about through the years it's it's all very real yeah so. yeah what would uh what have you have i told you about my lord and savior dr fauci <laughs> people having the little Fauci uh, images, the graven yeah. images of the Fauci. Yeah, yes. you gotta, you gotta do it, man. You gotta keep yeah. them. Gotta keep, gotta keep the Foucher, Foucher around. Yeah. What, uh, what else we got in here? Interesting story from six times banned from Twitter. A gal who goes by some blank told me on on Twitter and. I forget what her her newest Twitter handle is, but um, anyway, she's also on Gab and what have you. Uh, Leftist actors disguised themselves and pretended to work for conservative news outlets during January 6th protests, told FBI how to infiltrate Trump rallies. So, uh, good story. Um, It's got youtube clips of them you know talking to each other like i know you hate wearing the american flag mask but you've you've got to do it (laughs) so (laughs) and uh they've got 
like fake credentials and then there's video of them inside the Capitol. Uh, they used like an OAN microphone and it's been confirmed that they don't work for OAN. So anyway, uh, I just thought that was an interesting story. The January 6th stuff, as we've talked about since it happened, uh, very clearly a, a false flag deal. You know, you had agitators, you had FBI, you had uh, Antifa types, and you had people who were just got sucked into it and walked through open doors. You know, I'm not saying no one did anything bad, but uh, the Tucker Carlson uh, and Revolver stories that we talked about last week, there's there's more coming out on that front. So. I just want to check my. Go ahead. Meanwhile, the government is tripling down on it and saying, uh, you know, white supremacy, white, um, the advocates of white supremacy are the most, are the biggest threat to the country. So. Yeah, of course. I got to backtrack on my my Citadel Advisors LLC, the hedge fund, is actually. different than Citadel Securities, which is insured for up to $42 trillion. But uh, the Advisors LLC hedge fund is currently managing, they were they were claiming to be managing some $30 billion, but it later came out that they have about $235 billion. So hmm. that's that's that. Still a lot of money. Still a lot of money. Yeah. So no, even, even if they have to pay out for these... Uh, Short well, squeezes, they will not go bankrupt. And if they do, I'm sure somebody will bail them out since the Bernanke is there. And maybe someone can explain to me why if you manage $230 billion that you have to be insured for $42 trillion. <laughs> you don't worry about it, Andrew. And they're actually going to raise it. I think the total amount is current. The total amount that they're that the funds on Wall Street are insured for up to $67 trillion. So it, they're, they're not even maxing it out yet. And I think they're going to have to raise that. So we'll see. Because uh, the, did, you catch the, did you catch the story? Gons from uh, Canary Cry has been doing a great job on this. But uh, the BlackRock is buying up all the homes story. Yes. That is and, a scary uh, story. So far, it's not many homes. Only about 200,000. So there's been a lot of fear mongering <laughs> about it. But what's up? Only 200,000. Well, I mean, it's a decent amount. <laughs> it is a decent amount, for sure. I I want to sell them, you know, I'll, I'll sell my house and move to Idaho on BlackRock. <laughs> the problem is you sell your house and then move to Idaho, and then when you get to Idaho, are you going to be bidding against BlackRock to get your new home? That's the scary part. I Not if I move to the ugly part. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Hoffman's words of wisdom: move to an ugly place. Move to an ugly place. The, <laughs> the beautiful places are are getting uh, taken over. So. <laughs> I was talking to a couple last night. They were trying to buy a house, and they just couldn't understand how so many people could afford two million dollar homes that are like regular homes. Because mm-hmm. that's the kind of level we've gotten to here at this in the Seattle area. You want a regular home just north of Seattle? Eh, it's going to be a million, maybe two. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, what's <laughs> yeah. When that's another episode that we should probably take a whole episode to get into. But is it actually all inflation? 
Or is the price of cars going up because there aren't cars and the price of houses going up because there aren't houses? Or is the dollar just going down and is it all inflation? Or is it yes to all of the above? That's, yeah, yes to all the above. And yet, still then you, (laughs) everything still remains totally unpredictable, right? I mean, you can explain stuff after the fact. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's plenty of people who were predicting, uh, Bitcoin to go as high as it did, but none of those same people were predicting Bitcoin then to get cut in half right away. Everything is manipulated, man. And I'm telling you, Citadel and all these hedge funds and these big companies are going in and out of cryptocurrency and pumping it up that, uh, tweet from michael burry who's back on the scene again did scare me a little bit again and we tend to end on a michael burry tweet but (laughs) it is uh he just said that the uh, meme stocks and the um crypto are only drawing in main street before the biggest collapse of all time Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i I don't know i don't know how long this is going to go who's where we're going to be when the music stops and and, uh, (laughs) if klaus schwab is the one who's uh behind it all or if it's Bill Gates, or if it's all of the above, but uh, it's kind of tough. Until then, I'm going to continue to be a uh, Christian man who ha- has a family and says no to big pharma and yes to freedom and p- personal rights. And uh, I'm going to talk about it on the air yeah. with you, my friend. So thank you for doing the show. Thank you, Tim. And uh, words of wisdom is buy some unvaccinated chickens. And move someplace ugly. There we go. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I love that. So, all right, man. Well, uh, I guess uh, we'll talk to you next week. And 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 let us know where you go. And if you if you live in Idaho and can give me some tips, let let me know. All right, we need emails from people. Emails at boots on the ground reports. Those were awesome to have. Let's hear some more boots on the ground reports on people in the United States, how they're doing, what's a good area to be in. And why we should move to Oklahoma. Or what? <laughs> Speaking of ugly places. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not from the Pacific Northwest. It's up now, you know. But one thing we don't have down there is hordes of drug-addled homeless people. So Yeah. <laughs> and the best gas stations in the country. That's true. true. 100%. 100%. That is accurate. I went to... Uh, Downtown, uh, not downtown, but closer to downtown restaurant recently. Had some delicious seafood, parked in the parking lot, and, and I was uh, parking in between Teslas and uh, looks like looks like non-stationary or non-moving Winnebagos. So, mm. yeah, so it's, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good. Uh, maybe, maybe some people have the combo. There you, you go. Tesla, but you don't have a home to charge it up in, so you got your Winnebago. To live in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk to you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-